War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. That is an amazing fight for the show. Folks, at 106, 107 now. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com, where you can see the amazing fight video. I haven't seen that video. Is un- And I'm not overselling it, by the way. I'm not overselling it. It is like out of the movie Roadhouse Dalton with Patrick Swayze. The only difference is it happened on Broad Street in Providence. And from what I understand, the police, there were, there were no arrests. Where did I see? Someone sent me something that the police, they went, they were called there. But then when they went, there were just some people who were kind of um, bloodied a little bit. But they, um, but anyhow, it's all brought to you by. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop in and see them. The Lodge Pub and Eatery dressed as lunch. Now, tonight, Monday Night Football, they had a nice crowd yesterday for that Patriots game. I, I don't know what. Patriots had a really bad first half. I think some of the play calling is very questionable as well. I think some of the Patriot play calling was very questionable. That was a winnable game. I think they're better than that. I don't think the team is that bad. I I just didn't think some of the play calling was very good. But anyhow, uh, they were much better with the hurry-up offense. And anyhow, uh, but check it out, the Lodge Pub and Eater. All right, let me see. Um, let's see. Uh, Tom McCarthy's very active. Um, saying that, um, let's see, Dr. Scott... Governor McKee's record speaks for itself, says Alana Cerrone. Helena, folks, is trying to change the conversation, her role in fueling the opioid crisis. Negligent leadership. Um, Tom McCarthy's responding that, saying if that's the timeline, it's just one more lapse in integrity. All right, I want to go. There's a lot of good sound, folks. Things of uh, a real war of words has broken off now. With um, with what's going on specifically with Governor McKee and Helena, Helena Bonanno, folks, Helena Bonanno, folks. So uh, let me just see this. Um, I also want to just play the sound. The Senate race in Pennsylvania has taken an odd turn. So it's Dr. Oz. I'm going to jump around a little bit, folks. Dr. Oz against this guy. He's Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. And apparently at a rally, he just changed his name to Fetterwoman. Here it is. He introduces himself as, it's, his name is John Fetterman. And he holds up a pink t-shirt that says Fetterwoman. How about Biden's going to be in Massachusetts? This is uh, President Biden giving a speech sake. earlier. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. <laughs> this is the United States Camara, for God's sake. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Of America. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. All right. Um. I want to play some of that. That is brutal with the brutal, brutal. We've gone from economic crisis to economic resurgence. Well, we're actually in a recession. Um, 
let's see. Dan McKee's campaign hits back saying that here are the facts. Governor took office in February. Rhode Island received an F from Harvard on its vaccination rollout. Rhode Island was in the bottom 10 states nationwide. New York Times had Rhode Island dead last for a year. Governor McKee's leadership changed that. He brought in Mark Pappas to run COVID response. He partnered with municipalities, prioritized each to get shots off the shelves. I hate that. Shots in the arms. And our state is now the most vaccinated station in the nation. We're now leading the Northeast economic recovery. I don't know about that. But they are fighting back. And I, by the way, I right now it's 112. I really like um, Alana Cerrone. She used to work at Channel 6. She's been working for Governor McKee. I think um, I think she's like the best hire that he's got. But that Tom McCarthy is they are firing on all cylinders since Governor McKee said Dr. Scott mishandled the pandemic. And as a result of that, as a result of that, that's where things have really now heated up. Now, I also want to address two things. Number one, now right now it's 13 minutes past one. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 99.9 FM. Now, tomorrow, if you're a Republican and you want to vote, there, there are Republican primary races tomorrow. So, and I, I, these are the things I think the Rhode Island Republican Party should do a better job explaining that. Um, let's see. Uh, let me just find, I just responded to someone that, um, let me just see that they were saying there, okay, uh, I'm an independent voter. Hi, John. I'm, I'm a registered independent. Well, actually, in Rhode Island, you're, it's called unaffiliated. Curious if I'm eligible to go vote for Republican candidates. What you do, folks, is when you get to the polling place, they're going to ask you, do you want a Republican ballot or a Democrat ballot? This person, Mike, writes, my neighbor's been telling me that only Democrats can vote tomorrow for Democrat-only candidates. I searched online. It was a little confused. I figured I'd ask you. Well, the answer is you would request a Republican ballot. Now, I had another email. Here's some. Oh. Okay. Yes. You just request a Republican ballot. And there are Republicans tomorrow that you can take part in it. I I don't think they're the uh, tomorrow. There is Ashley Kalis does have an opponent, but she should win handedly. Ashley Kalis will get 90% of the vote, maybe 95%. Um, Aaron uh, Guckian does have an opponent, but he, I think he'll win somewhere. I don't know, 730, 80, 20, somewhere in there. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's no uh, Republican. Chaz Kalenda does not have a, an opponent. Um, Pat, Collette, Pat Corlesa does not have an opponent, Secretary of State. And... The general treasurer does not have an opponent. So that's why a lot of people are going to vote. Um, um, oh, okay. Here Now I had, this is the type of thing. Um, stop posting things about the Trump raid. Oh, okay. Who's that? Dave in Bristol. Oh, all right. We should pretend it didn't happen. We should pretend it didn't happen. Oh, okay. You only post rumors. No, he is. President Trump is in Washington. He flew into Washington. He flew into Washington. He is playing golf in Virginia. If you don't follow the news, that's not my fault. That's not my fault. So we have some people. I do get that. What, what, what's the rumor? I post rumors. What's his name? Yeah. It is not a rumor that he flew in to D.C. He is he flew into D.C. He is playing golf right now in Virginia. Ridiculous. 
It's like this woman, you know, the FBI planted, FBI planted what? They planted classified documents. That That is pathetic. I don't believe that. I'm not, those people I, I should ignore. But there are people, they never answer a question, by the way. I'm just going to address this for one moment and we're going to move on. And I can tell. You know why? Because they haven't been given the parrot answers. All they do is parrot. All they do is parrot what they're told. They are given the talking points. Here's what you say by various people that just repeat things. None of it's ever backed up. And then they just repeat it. That's why it is a fool's errand to even try to debate them. Here's the story. Providence police say one man was arrested and a fight broke out on a club in Providence on Sunday. And that is the fight video. It's unbelievable. Um, I think it's a Dominican club. Alexander Serta arrested at the scene. They discovered a gun in his fanny pack. <laughs> they are investigating the incident, bringing information. The Providence Board of Licenses. You you got to see the um, the name of the club is Masuno Masuno Club in Providence. I again, if you want to see it, I did post it on the website depetro.com, including a link to the fight. Let me just double check. I'm, I'm not getting into a disagreement with some of these parrots because that's all it is. They are absolute parrots. They have no mind of their own. They just repeat what they to- what they're told. This guy that posted the video, the video you want to talk about has exploded. <laughs> I want to see how many. Oh, my God. What a wild video at that club. And, and only one person was arrested. The one that had a uh, gun in his fanny pack. Now, how many of those people are in the country legally? Yeah. Close your eyes and what do you see? Zero. You just find how much that has done. Unreal. Huge volume. Let me just double check that. That's where the fight was. We have Dean York Show producer. 2.7 million views of that fight. Holy moly. Hey, good for him. He filmed it. You have the Dean York producer defending children. Um, Wearing, uh, identifying as cats. Children identifying as cats at school. I, as I've said, I um, this all comes down to this all comes down to um, see this started under you don't tell anyone how to how to identify and i've kind of explained that but this is you know i someone said to me lively experiment is over it, it's pretty close i mean and that is just pathetic especially you didn't get any pushback and arlene still writes for the valley breeze so this is the dan york producer but let's let's keep in mind this is the radio show that said it's perfectly normal for a grown man to go into a closet with a 13, 14-year-old boy kneel down, the man, the coach, Coach Tom, kneel down and have the 13 or 14-year-old ask the question, are you shy or not shy? And then if you're shy, then you he would examine them with their underwear on, the rest of them, the shirt off, naked. Not shy is you drop your underwear. And that is so... You know, what a position to be in for a young man, because shy comes off as not aggressive. And in sports, you want to be seen as an aggressive leader, right? Without question. You want to be seen. You're going to be diving on the floor for the loose balls. So this is Dan York's producer. He gets no pushback from Hummel or Eileen Violet saying shame on any adult who's bullying Children who identify as cats. If a kid wants to wear a cat ears or cat whiskers or whatever it may be, however they want to dress, you know, 
Let them do it. As long as it's not disruptive and distracting to the other students in the building. And for adults in positions of prominence in this state to be harassing these kids and creating a bullying type mentality is disgraceful. And I call on every single member of the media who has been engaged in this nonsense to recant what they said and apologize to these kids. If it feels good, let them do it. If a kid wants to wear a cat ears or cat whiskers or whatever it may be, however they want to dress, you know, let them do it. As long as it's not disruptive and distracting to the other students in the building. If a, a child wants to get into a closet with a grown man, the coach, and get naked, let him do it. It's not disrupting anything. If if a, a child wants to climb into bed with Michael Jackson, and he's a 12-year-old boy, and if he wants to climb into bed with Michael Jackson, let him do it. Shame on anyone that challenges it. Shame on anyone if... If, I mean, that is the mentality you're dealing with. Notice a pattern here, folks? You know, notice the pattern there? What what harm would it be? Shame on the, this is bullying. How dare you, listen, it's wrong. They're not cats. And they're not dogs. And they're not a lizard. They're not a reptile. They're confused young children. If they want to do it, and oh yeah, I'm sure that's not distracting. A kid rolling around on the rug, eating food out of a bowl, and using a litter box in the school. Yeah, that, that's not distracting. Folks, this is all part of the gender reassignment. That's the mission. If you're a boy, maybe you'd be much happier as a girl. Me, if you're a girl and you're unhappy, you know why? It's because you're trapped in a boy's body. You'd be much happier as a boy. That is, this is the whole make it normal. Because as I've said, with this type of mentality, where you have someone, and by the way, he fills in. He's on Channel 36. He fills in for your, this is the new WPRO. Salty would be rolling in his grave. You make the absurd seem normal because then you say to a child, you say to a child, you know, you really should consider gender reassignment. You know, you think you were born a girl. You'd be much happier. It's much cooler. You'd be brave if you transformed to be a boy. And then the same thing a boy. You know, you'd be, you'd be admired. Let's face it. You're not that good in school. You're really not good at anything. You, you would transform and you'd be much happier as a girl. And you don't have to tell your parents. It's much easier to have that conversation. Because the child would say, I don't know, I feel a little odd about it. Right? You want me to, what's it called? Gender reassignment. Yeah. Well, but think of it this way. Little Brittany over there, she's a cat. We're not saying you have to trans. You have to gender reassign. You don't. You don't have to species reassignment. We're just saying it'd be better if you would do gender reassignment. It'd be better if you would realize that you want to be a boy, and/or conversely, saying to a boy, you'd be better. You know, you'd be so brave making a stand, saying. I am a girl trapped in a boy's body and go through gender reassignment. And then when the the young, impressionable young child, 12 years old, says, well, that's true. I mean, it's not like I have to become a cat or it's not like I have to become a dog. Where I take exception with this line of thinking is the starting of its privacy, that's up to them. It's up to them to make their decision. Um... And I mean, that's what it, that's what it really, you know, comes out to. So this is all part of it. I want to play it again. And, and I am surprised that my old colleague, Arlene Violet, columnist, I think she, yeah, no, she still writes for the Valley Breeze. I think it's limited now. Does her column. 
But I'm surprised she didn't say, no, wait a minute. Like, hold on a second. There, there are, yeah, there she is. Oh, now she has a piece. I think this might have been her, um, who's this endorsing? Matt Brown and Cynthia Mendez. Um, somebody named Paul. Who is this person? Does he have a last name or just a Dr. Paul? Community activist. Oh, okay. He's writing on behalf of them. Arlene wrote a column. I'm looking at the um, the Valley Breeze. Um, Violet. In the U.S., all are created equal except... What is she writing about? Here we go again. Women to men earning ratio is stuck. Make it a place I don't understand. Oh, didn't we have a female governor? Isn't the vice president female? Does anyone know what they're talking about? That was like Gina Raimondo. Gina Raimondo was standing on stage and saying, I'm tired of being treated like a second-class citizen in Rhode Island. She made a fortune in the private sector as a venture capitalist. She was general treasurer. She was governor standing there with their uh, Rhode Island State Police bodyguards. I'm tired of being treated like a second-class citizen in this state. But anyhow, no one said anything. That's where I, I, I didn't see it. Someone, I'm glad, pointed it out to me. But um, so this is Dan York, producer again, defending students who identify as cats. And if you're an adult and you question it, you're a bully. You know, that is in designed to intimidate and silence. If a kid wants to wear a cat ears or cat whiskers or whatever maybe, however they want to dress, you know, let them do it as long as it's not disruptive and distracting to the other students in the building. And for- However they want to dress. However they want to dress. Now, I'm at a disadvantage. I, I went to 12 years of Catholic school where you had to wear a uniform. I have three children. They would wear nondescript clothing to school. What I mean by that is, you know, a normal shirt, pants. They can wear whatever they want. However... What if someone wants to wear a Make America Great Again shirt? No, that's not allowed. Oh, okay. But they can dress as a cat or a dog. Right. What if an adult says, no, wait a minute. My child is in a classroom with children that are claiming they're cats. They're a different species. Not gay, not trans, not male, female. Cats, felines. If you speak up in his mind... If you say anything, you're a bully. How dare you? Cat. I mean, I remember. I went to St. Paul School in Edgewood. In grades one through six, things were pretty much under control. I remember maybe sixth, seventh, eighth grade is when it started to change. I'll say we started getting these kids from Washington Park, Providence. And they would make noises. They would talk back to the teacher. They would fight. They, they were disruptive. They, would, they did things in class that I had never, I'd never seen before. I wouldn't say that they were, by the way, these were white children that, that I'm thinking of referring to. I just never seen people that disrespectful to, to adults. I saw what had been quiet, kind of under control classroom, and instead started to become disruptive. And you didn't need a lot of them. One or two of them could totally disrupt the class. And then I also noticed it was then encouraging. You know, some of us that had been there for a while to mimic some of the things that they would do. Cause just because we had never seen anyone do anything like that. Act that way. Be very disrespectful. Rude. Punky. Not follow the rules. 
and be that way with the nuns and the teachers. So for someone to say someone showing up and identifying and acting like a cat is not disruptive, I mean, that's, it's certainly not helping the learning. I'll say that. In positions of prominence in this state, to be harassing these kids and creating a bullying type mentality is disgraceful. And I call on every single member of the media who has been engaged in this nonsense to to recant what they've said and apologize to these kids. All right, well, he's talking about me, and I'm not going to. Um, When you have... Now, listen, I I don't want to get too far off on this, but someone like that, again, I see him sometimes. He's a nice guy. It's his decision that he is working with uh, Pork Boy. They allow him on the air. They allow him on the air. Um... And how do I, there are certain people, I want to be cautious how I, there are certain people that, there are people that hold office in Rhode Island. There are, there are people in our community, in other communities, but I'll just give you a good example. I've encountered people. It's not enough to them that they help homeless. They want to help illegals who are homeless because they think it makes them a better person. I'm just telling you, it goes on. There are some parents in 2022 that would feel that they're a better parent if their child um preferred same-sex relationships because that would be you know it's something we're dealing with and blah 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 we're not saying i'm not saying it happens naturally organically there are parents that deal with that i know several of them um it's so much more improved than the way it used to be i don't know there still should be more stricter bullying rules against anything like that but there are some people, you know, it's like the people that bring their kids to the, um, the state house hearings and they parade them around. You know, look at how great I am. I have an eight year old who's who's gay. That makes me like, you know, like really in tune and, you know, in our house, we're vegan and I'm dealing with a son who's trans and, you know, what we are, like, it, it's just, I feel bad for the children. I do. Um, there's a lot going on in the schools. I would argue at 134 that you're not, you're not helping children if you allow them to say, I identify as a cat, I identify as a dog, I identify as, as a reptile, as a lizard. As I've said, um, there's certainly something more deep-rooted there. There could be something more at play. I spoke with a someone reached out to me who happens to deal with this. And she was mortified at what she was hearing, you know. But that's how it always starts. Like, they're not bothering anyone, right? Like, what do you care? Blah, blah, blah. There is, um, there's more of a mentality of that. Let me also just say this. There, there is, it is never acceptable for, for a grown person to have sexual relations with a young person and they continue to blur that line and there are people that do that there are there are people who you know it's no one's business blah 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 a a 19 year old man who's a man should not be having relationships or physical relationship with a young boy 
who's 13 or 14 or 15, let alone if then they're older. Same thing if it's a 29-year-old male. This mentality of if it's not bothering anyone, what do you care? It's privacy. That's between them. And you're bullying. You're making that. Yeah, it's Listen, th- th- there are norms. I feel for the teachers. It's not the teachers, by the way. It's, it's the school administration where they're, they're taking this too far. Now, I get, I get, and I'm sensitive to if there's a young person who feels confused, perhaps, over their feelings. Maybe it's a young girl, and she says, you know, I don't know. I like being rough and tumble. I like playing sports with boys. I like to wear my hair short. I don't like wearing dresses. I don't like playing dolls. I don't want to be a cheerleader. I want to be a football player. I'm not sure I'm even attracted to boys. Now, listen, there's a young mind there. There's a young person. You want to be supportive of that. You want to help them, you know, sift through their feelings, their thoughts, maybe realize and help them recognize that everything doesn't have to be decided today. They may feel that way today. They may feel differently tomorrow. Very, very common. Sometimes young people can be confused about what their emotions are, what their attractions are. It's possible. There's different reasons they may react. So there's many young women that have to deal with mom's various boyfriends or neighbors or strange family members as a result of that. They don't want to be with a male. They feel safer with a female. So I, I get that. I fully get that. But I break off from this business of when you go to the species. I just do. And that, I, you know, it's not, I'm not recanting anything. I'm not apologizing for anything. And for schools to be like, well, you know, we have a litter box, but we don't we don't let them use it. It's just a comfort, just so they know it's there. I I, I just you you're, you're not you're you're setting them up for failure. Maybe maybe something very drastic has happened. Maybe something very dramatic needs to happen. But you're not. I will say this: you're not doing the child any favors by going along with this charade that if you feel you're a cat, you can be a cat. They're not a cat. They never will be a cat. They should not want to transition to becoming a cat. Um, that, that's just, again, there, there is a difference, by the way. I'll say there is a difference of the the situation of someone that says, you know, there's that guy, Reverend Donnie Anderson. He was Donald Anderson. He said he always wanted to be, he always knew he wanted to wear a dress. He always knew he was a female. He always felt he was trapped in a woman's body. Dr. Renee Richards, I think, was the first one that I remember hearing about that. And so he's running for office. He's running against um, Mary Ellen Goodwin. So, and then, of course, the famous one is Caitlyn Jenner. But they're adults. And they're adult men. There's a world of difference between that and you're doing this with 12-year-old children, 13-year-old children. And I want to remind people at 140 on this Monday... September 12th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Listen, children are very impressionable. We know that. Adults are impressionable. Children are very impressionable. Why do you think they don't allow, you know, you're not allowed to market booze and alcohol to children? Children are very impressionable. Think of how, you know, kids, they see, kids want to fit in. Kids want to belong. Kids want to be accepted. How many kids, they talk about all the kids that want and saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and everybody stopped getting haircuts. Kids saw Elvis and they all started going out and slicking back their hair. That happens. There's nothing new there. It'll always be that way. But 
that's why I think it's even more important. If a child says, you know, I'm a cat. I want to be on all fours. I, that way I don't need friends. Everyone will always love me because I'm just a lovable cat. You know, actually, you're not a cat. You're a human. You can, you know, have a, a cat as a pet, but you're, you're actually not a cat. When, and that little boy is, or whoever it is, is not a dog. This person at CCRI marching around. You know, it takes a lot to say I'm so unhappy with my life that I'm no longer that person. I'm now a reptile. I would think the parents that maybe, and the adults, like York's producer, that think they're helping, right? The moral, they claim the moral high ground. What I find even more interesting is they can say something like that, and they're sitting there next to Arlene Violet and Jim Hummel, and they don't even say anything. You know what? Out of fear of like, oh, okay, what? Oh, are we bullies? Oh, well, then I don't want to be considered a bully. I mean, what are we talking about? That is just, I find that is just so over the top. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Monday is brought to you by, hey, if you need Jamie's Power Wash, call them today, 401-837-4545. Now, it's fall, and maybe you have some mildew and uh, algae, whatever it may be, Jamie's Power Wash, Jamie Power Wash, Handyman Services, Paint Red Island, Professional Power Washing, Deck Staining. You don't want, I call it the dreaded green stuff, some of the moss and algae that grows. Get rid of it. The dirt, Jamie's Power Wash, interior, exterior, deck staining, 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. And also, this part of the program is brought to you by Matthews Oil Company. They will keep you warm. Trusted oil delivery for generations. Call now. Just make contact. Tell them you want to be a customer this season. 401-942-7500. 942-7500. And online, MatthewsOil.com. Folks, now right now it's 144. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I know that it um it definitely sounds odd, this whole thing with the gender reassignment. But the the crowd is is pretty loud on the other side. And then look at how they, they silence the debate. If you criticize a child who identifies as a cat, you are a bully. I would, my response to that is if you're an adult and you allow a child, you know, this word, and I have this all posted on the website, whether they identify as he or she or they or quote or anything else. Identifying is a personal decision, not for anyone else to disclose. You know, this is the group. There are parents that the child's born. And then they, I know it sounds odd. I remember reading in the Boston Globe, they dress the child in gray. They give the child, like, what's the child's name? Dakota. Or what's the child's name? Stone. You know, they give, like, kind of... They give um, androgynous names that could be a boy, but it could be a girl. I remember just reading this Boston Globe story, and, and the parents, when asked, like, well, you know, we saw the mother carrying. Did you have a boy or a girl? And they, they're like, well, that's up for them. That's for them to decide. When they're older, they can decide what their gender is. <laughs> All right, I want to play. The Board of Elections has canceled. Board of Elections will not meet with Mayor Lorza to remove new ballot machines. Channel 12 has a piece on this. Channel 10 has a piece on this. I want to play it. They said that they, it's not an option to replace them. Folks, this already throws off the election, in my opinion. We, uh, I want to play. This is the Channel 12 piece on this. This 
is important. One day before the Rhode Island primary emergency board of elections meeting to discuss potentially faulty ballot machines has been canceled. And 12 News reporter Kate Walsh is live with us this morning. She has more on the reasoning for this canceled meeting. Kate? Yeah, we're live outside the Board of Elections headquarters in Cranston. This is where there was supposed to be a meeting this morning, but late last night, the board sent us an email and in it, a copy of a letter from the election software company called ES&S, and they described why they were canceling this meeting. It essentially says that logistically, the state has no choice but to use the equipment and software that they've been using during early voting called Express Vote. It's for people with disabilities or mobility issues to be able to vote with ease by selecting names of candidates on a computer screen and that's then printed out onto a blank ballot. The software that was previously used was called Automark. ES&S said if Automark were to be used again due to fear that express vote might be inaccurate, it would take four days for the machines to make it to all 395 polling stations. It would take hours and possibly days to upload and test the outdated software. ES&S came under scrutiny when four communities reported that due to human errors the candidates from a 2018 ballot were showing up on the Spanish language version of the ballots instead of the 2022 candidates. But ESNS said other than that, they haven't had any other problems reported about their software during early voting. And Secretary of State Nelly Gorbeo was asked this weekend about those software issues. We have addressed the issues with the machines, the Board of Elections, and my office, and the vendor. And we look forward to making sure that every eligible voter can and does vote, especially our people with disabilities. Our voters with disabilities deserve the right to vote. Now, this express vote system is the is the first time this season to be used here in Rhode Island. And because of that, there has been a lot of finger pointing between state governments. We'll talk more about that in the next half hour. Live in Cranston this morning, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. You know, that's a good report. Folks, th- this, is, um, this is a looming disaster, I'm telling you right now. This is absolutely a looming disaster with how this is going to come down. And Alorza, the, you know, it's Alorza... But that's really the folks campaign. And the fact that the Board of Elections, let me play the Channel 12 package. The fact the Board of Elections canceled the meeting doesn't bode well either. So you watch the chaos. This has nothing to do with President Trump, which they like to say, oh, you're an election denier. How about people don't have confidence it's going to be a fair election? All right, let me play. This is the Channel 10 package on this whole thing. I don't know who this is with Mario. Voting machines in Providence. NBC 10's Jody Reed is following the controversy live outside the Board of Elections this morning. Jody? Good morning. Candidates running for governor are pointing blame at one another over issues with the express vote machines. And those machines have now been deemed unusable by the manufacturer. Late last night, the Rhode Island Board of Elections canceled our emergency meeting to talk about removing the express vote equipment. In a statement, the Board of Elections Executive Director said the request to remove all express vote equipment on the eve of the primary would leave people with disabilities without an accessible voting method. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza has been fighting to have the machines pulled. We know that the count, that the final count is not going to be entirely accurate. That's a problem. That's a problem, and I hope that they have a solution, because God forbid the one of the contests is that close, and it comes out down to these tainted ballots. In the race for governor, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea said Alorza's request was a political stunt, an effort to help Helena Folks, the candidate he endorsed. Corbea's campaign said Alorza is calling into question the integrity of this election system for political gain is a Trumpian tactic. Now polls open tomorrow in most communities at 7 a.m. and they close at 8 p.m. We will have Team 10 coverage the entire day. Live in Cranston, Jody Reid, NBC 10 News. A Trumpian, a Trumpian. Notice she works that in, a Trumpian. What is that supposed to mean? So it's not a legitimate election? It's not a legitimate election. You watch. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's 151. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Notice Gorbea goes into that. Trumpian. 
here's another. Uh, Channel 12, more than 26,000 voters have cast ballots in the Rhode Island primary. Early voting ends at 4 o'clock. Polling places open at 7. 26,000 voters have cast ballots. I want to see how many votes are cast before they, um, with, they were also in the drop box. Because they're being counted in real time. They're being counted in real time. So the big news right now, let me just find them. Um, notice she said Trumpian. That's how they try to deflect. It's Trumpian. Here is, um, you know, I'm waiting to see how and if Nelly Gorbea can pull this off. Oh, wow. There's the Providence teachers. They broke. They're with her. There's uh, that lady Callahan and then Calabro. They had a rally for Nelly Gorbea. I didn't know that. Hmm. Let me see if I recognize anybody. I don't. I don't even know where that was. Who are these people? They're all standing up. I mean, it's not a huge crowd. But as I've said, she controls the ballots. Oh, she has the mayor of Central Falls. That's right. Rivera. Nellie has the mayor of... um, Central Falls. <laughs> how, how do you think that? Um, how do you think that vote's going to go? She's got the mayor of Central Falls. Let me play. We have here's a new commercial from Nelly Gorbea, Secretary of State. One fifty three folks on this uh, Monday. Here is new commercial from Nelly Gorbea. Rhode Island. Seniors can't afford to stay. I'm Nellie Gorbea, and I'm running for governor to fix this housing crisis. Before I was Secretary of State, I was Executive Director of Housing Works Rhode Island, and we helped get 2,000 affordable homes built. As governor, I'll make it easier to build more affordable housing, single-room occupancy housing, and senior housing. When I'm governor, more people will be able to call Rhode Island home. Nellie Gorbea, a governor for us. (laughs) That's her clothes. That is her close. I still like, how about Biden earlier United this morning? United States Gamera, for God's sake. <laughs> this is the United States Gamera, for God's sake. That's, that's America. This is the United States Gamera, for God's sake. It's the president. This is the United States Gamera, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... How about yesterday, um, hmm, 82-year-old man lives in fear. He was attacked and robbed in New York City. I will not dare to walk now. Oof. He's beat up bad. Um, yesterday on uh, Meet the Press, first of all, Meet the Press is totally lost. Uh, he, that interview with Kamala Harris, who wants to, I mean, it went on and on. Listen to Kamala Harris. You're confident this border is secure? Two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and we our administration. Don't. We don't. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We That's ridiculous. I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Fetterman held a campaign rally with Planned Parenthood and a defund the police activists on the anniversary of 9-11. Wow. That guy, the lieutenant governor, fed a woman. I don't know. I mean, just pathetic. But folks, at 156, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So the real fireworks, the real fireworks is between the Helena Folks Camp and the um, 
Governor McKee camp. So a few more hours of early voting. Polls open tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Mail ballots must be received by 8 o'clock tomorrow. Find a drop box. Don't use the, uh, the United States Post Office. Um, again, we'll have full coverage of primary day. So the, the big question is whether or not can Governor McKee pull this out? Can Governor McKee get all the unions? And But they're going to be do, doing ballot harvesting. But just so you know, at this ninth hour... Governor McKee has completely come under attack from both Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott, the gentleman Tom McCarthy, and others that serve that are now, they are just laying them out. But it, it could be too little too late. And this is a, a kind of a last, I don't want to say last minute, but end of campaign brawl between the uh McKee campaign and the folks campaign. And a, a big part of that, they are really hitting her on CVS and opioids without question. So, and anyone else though, I, I just, I, it may be a little bit too little too late. It may be too little too late. But this thing with the machines, you know, that is a Nelly situation. That's not a McKee situation. Folks, this portion of the John DePedro show at 158 on this Monday. It's brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. A great meal, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. They'll have Monday Night Football on tonight. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So if you want to see a real fight video, Check out the website, topetro.com. We also have the latest on the student that identifies as a dog. I also want to be clear that, you know, these are children. So it's limited. You know, someone was posting on, on, uh, I think on Facebook, at me. Like, you should be releasing their names and addresses. I'm not doing that. What are you nuts? That, That is absurd. I'm not doing that. I mean, it's one thing to talk about it, but it would be another thing to, no, I'm, I'm not, but they, they're still children. It's still, I blame the adults. I blame the parents and the school, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like list that. So, but you can see that story and much more right there at the website, petro.com. So folks, tomorrow is primary day. Now, if you're an, an unaffiliated voter, you just, you go and you can request uh, what ballot? I am an unaffiliated voter tomorrow. I will walk up. I'll say I'd like the Democrat ballot, and I will vote Democrat primary. And then afterwards, I switch back, and I disaffiliate right there all in one felt swoop. So that'll be tomorrow. I will be doing Facebook Live later. I want you to stay tuned. A little bit of rain on this Monday. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. We're back on the radio primary day tomorrow. WNRI, Winsocket. 260 DC. W-N-R-I.